0: This is a radio.com original.
1: There's a lot of time capsules where people literally parked the trailer, locked the door and left and no one stepped foot into it for 30 years or 40 years or 50 years. So we'd walk in, the newspaper would still be on the table. The clothes are still hanging in the closets, the toothbrush and the toothpaste and the dishes and the everything. It was like you literally stepped back into another era And there's something about that that's just so neat. Like we learned so much. So not only do we collect trailers, but now we've got a, you know, 1800 foot showroom full of old junk.
0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another Talking About Cars podcast. Yes, it's the place where everybody, me, him, everybody has a car story. I'm Randy Cardoon, car guy, like my co-host, Hot Rod Bob Beck. But unlike me, the esteemed Mr. Beck is also... An RV guy, a trailer guy, a motorhome guy. Need yeah. I keep going on and piling on the expo- You know, the, the superlatives, I'll not the superlatives, but the. I've thought of a few, but no, that that wouldn't work. Keep going. Hey, keep going. I mean,
2: I'm, I'm enjoying all the publicity here.
0: Go. Yeah, there you go. See, uh, you know, basically,
2: you have one you're currently working on, right? That's that's correct. I've got a 1955 trailer called the Pleasure Craft. We'll find out how true that is when I get it done. Pleasure but, Craft. Uh, pleasure Craft. Yes. And it's uh, we're going to be towing it behind a 1956 Chevrolet. So we're going to be looking cool eventually. i've
0: seen the chevrolet i've seen the pleasure craft which is on its way to becoming a pleasure craft yes it is it's not quite exactly a pleasure craft now i mean i know that's what they call it
2: yeah it's you know it's gonna be pleasurable someday but we're hoping that the the target is this august it has to be done by august because it's it's going into its first show in september oh Ooh. So we, we've we sent the entry in we're ready to go. It's a three day event and we're having we're getting we're looking forward to it. How's that coming
0: along. How's the uh, pleasure craft refurbishing
2: going and going well the paint is off on one side it's almost completely off on the other side now I've got to work on the roof and the vent.
0: That's important. So, Always important. important to have a working vent.
2: And then there's a few little uh, wood things inside they that have to be reinforced over age. They've come apart and reupholster the couch or the okay. dining. So we're 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 rolling. I mean we're we're moving along. So why am I asking
0: Hot Rod Bob questions about his pleasure craft? Well, it's because of our guest today. Uh, You may have seen this show on TV. It's kind of interesting. Our guests are kind of like Bob times 100. Uh, Justin and Anna Scribner own Flight Camp RV Works, I guess, in uh, Bend, Oregon. And they restore classic RVs it's kind of an interesting field campers they started documenting their builds on youtube and then that kind of grew now they've got several shows going on One i found actually i found it on the great american country network but apparently they're (laughs) all over other networks as well so i mean the whole thing is kind of fascinating because it's more than just Redoing an RV, it's finding it. It's having a guy out there that can strip parts from it. It it sounds like a lot of the car shows we've seen from time to time, yeah. except it's 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 kind of like if Wayne Carini had an an RV show, yeah. or something like that, I, or, or there was a show out and I and I'm blanking on what it is, but it's it's the one that's out in uh, Arizona, where they have like a junkyard and they take cars from their junkyard and they yep. try to make them work and i'm yep. blanking on the name of the show but it's but it they sometimes it gets to the point where they'll find these trailers in some guy's yard it's full of dust and dirt and all that and they drag it out and and by the time they're
2: done they have a really cool trailer from yesteryear yeah now i was watching one of their shows we actually had it on the display in the customer waiting area where my wife works and they were negotiating to purchase one that had bullet holes throughout. Now I didn't get to see the end of it, but I'm sure they got it fixed. I'm hoping they didn't have to pay extra for that. No. Well, they were, the owner <laughs> was trying to get extra for that. Yeah. You know, genuine patina where the bullets ended up is another story, but you know,
0: yes. And, uh, depending on how the, you know, whether it's an elephant gun or a pop gun, you get, I guess better money. I have no idea if that even is a thing. Uh,
2: The holes look just like those little decals you buy.
0: So you actually camp then you've actually gone. I know we have a friend that goes to the beach. Our Mm -hmm. buddy, Johnny Martinez goes and he camps at the beach. He has a camper. I mean, his is a big old. Almost 30 foot long trailer. Right. Right. But have you ever camped like that in like your
2: pleasure craft? No, we haven't. We we scored the the trailer a couple of years ago and in the process we've moved and had some other situations and we're focusing we've been focusing on the house. Well, now we're going to be starting to focus on the trailer and uh-huh. get it up to snuff. We've I've been working on it a little bit at a time to get the paint off and I'm trying to do it very delicately because I don't want to damage or mar the aluminum underneath which is very thin. That's right. So, I've been working on that. We've been looking into certain things, like we've got to replace one of the windows. We're going to polish the vent or the, uh, uh, I guess, there's a cover over the window off of the top of it. We're going to polish those up. We've seen a number of them where they are polished. Ours were painted. So I'm stripping those off. Uh, I've gotten the new brackets to hold the windows open that are good. We have one window that needs to be replaced. Someone decides to try and break into the trailer and bent the window up. Not so. Good there it's all available just like with cars there's reproduction and new old stock available
0: that's what i was going to ask parts where do you get it is it something where you two are going to have to make a trip to some junkyard somewhere or find it
2: or so you say there's actually parts available out there there are plenty of parts even the material that our uh, dinette set is covered in is available in reproduction wow So we can make it look exactly the way it did when it came from the manufacturer, or we can improve upon it. And we're probably going to do a little bit of both. We're going to make things look exactly like it was. But then like the upholstery, I think we'll get away from the vinyl that's on there. And we may go to something a little bit more comfortable. Interesting. A little bit more more, uh, flashy. Because right now it's a beige with an embossed. well, steer head and cowboy hat and boots and things like that we may just do it in a 2 zone, representative of our car and we're going to probably repaint the trailer like our car mm-hmm. so that it has the same you know when they're going down the road they look like a set see i'm thinking
0: amx colors or <laughs> mopar come on plum crazy or yeah. that lime green thing that they had remember <laughs>
2: Or the yeah. yellow I sublime, mean, yeah,
0: sublime, yeah. I mean, sublime, that's, yeah,
2: no, can't miss that going down the roadway. Right? If I if I had a Mopar of that vintage, it would definitely match the trailer. Now I might look for a Chrysler LeFem model, so that it was pink and white, or the Dodge that was pink, white, and mm-hmm. black. I, I I would do that, and I really would. Our '56 Chevrolet is a dark black with white pearl. So that's that's the goal right now. And then we'll have a stripe down the side that I'll polish out that will be reminiscent of the side trim on the 56 Chevy. All right. Well, let's not let's not
0: wait too long to get our guests in here, of course. No. Uh, let's bring them in. Uh the interesting thing is <clears throat> I always find out I always find it interesting when you have a married couple doing this kind of thing. Mhm was he or she the first one to be the person that's involved in something like that and how did the other half of the relationship where did they come from and what got them involved in it it's kind of interesting will love conquer all these Uh, are questions we never ask on this show no we know better (laughs) no (laughs) yeah that's true there so let's bring him in of course an opportunity to uh, chat with uh, the people who run Flight Camp in Oregon. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, cheap sound effects included, it's time for Justin and Anna Scribner. Hey, Justin (laughs) and Anna Scribner from Bend, Oregon. Thank you so much for joining us, you guys.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: (laughs) This is this is really kind of fun. You know, you guys are to RVs. We were trying to figure the association here. You guys are to RVs. Uh, let's see. Is it what Tarek and Christina are to flip and flop, flip or flop? You've been on Extreme RVs. You have flipping RVs. Now I see on Anna, your blog says you have a show called Beachin' RVs, which made me think of Dave Kindig, but that's a different kind of beachin'. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We did do a series for that. We work with... Um, uh bcii uh, yes and so they've actually hooked us up with a lot of different um opportunities and programs and specials so we've worked with them for quite a few years now
0: oh very good we we had the top dog there on our show recently and he told us all about his mustangs (laughs) <laughs> and, and we counted every cuss word that he did on the show. So, yes. oh, yeah. yeah, sounds like him. I think we, we got like, we got up to what was it in the forties when I think our clock blew out or our counter exploded, or and something that was like just that.
2: during the introduction. And that was
1: yes. <laughs> Yes. Don't worry, we're very friendly, family friendly. <laughs> oh,
0: good. I won't have I had, to be messing around with this in post-production. Great. That's very right. good. Yeah. Very I good. had the
2: opportunity to watch your show for the first time, and it was right before Randy contacted me. Uh, I was in the the uh, waiting room of the RV store where my wife works at, and it was up on the screen for the people waiting. Oh awesome. And it was kind of cool. I'm looking at this and go, wow, this is neat. We gotta find this out. And sure enough, next day, Randy calls me and says, Hey, guess who we got? And um, <laughs> and it was about a trailer with a lot of bullet holes. And the lady okay, thought, yep. and the lady thought it was worth umpteen million dollars. <laughs> they
1: well, always
0: do. Yeah, that that actually is probably uh additional uh, stuff to the Cost of the vehicle, which means probably you had to pay extra for that, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Adds to the story. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. According to RVlife.com, you two wacky kids are described as youthful and engaging, enthusiastic and passionate about classic RVs and as likable as can be. We got lucky, Bob, because we're about to test that right now. (laughs) We are (laughs) you also have some classic cars as well, right, Justin?
3: We do, yeah, yeah, usually i I pick a car a year or you know hopefully more than that if I'm allowed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know i I'm, I always go back to cars uh, you know I, I love classic cars, always have grew up with classic cars. One of my first cars was you know sixty two Buick and uh, it's just you know, there's nothing like that smell. You can't replace that smell with anything else when you get into a classic car and um, so now with the trailer stuff, you know, it goes kind of hand in hand. We, uh, we build them to pull old trailers and build them air correct and kind of uh, matching. And so it's, it, it's really nice because in the, the car culture, um, as you guys know from shows, it, it brings the couples together, you know, something for, for each person. So it's, it's real nice.
1: And I always know when he's about to look for another car because he starts referring <laughs> to his current car as your car.
3: Okay. To say, oh, uh, you want to put this
1: in your car? And I'm like, what car are we referring? To?
2: <laughs> well, you know, and, and that's the thing. My wife and I've got into the trailers as well, and for a, a similar reason. We were at a car show, and they had a separate display of cars with trailers, yeah. and we were amazed about how friendly. And nice the people were. We'd walk up to the trailer. We'd start peering in the window. They said, oh, no, go inside and look. (laughs) And, you know, you think about hot rods and cars. And you go, if I walk up to a car, they're not going to tell me, hey, sit down and enjoy it. No, they won't. But the trailer people are a whole different crowd. And uh, we've become involved with a number of them. And once, in, in our case, a friend of ours told my wife of a trailer. And the next thing I know, we were on our way over to get it.
1: Oh, what what kind of trailer did a you get?
2: 1955 Pleasure Craft.
1: Oh, nice,
0: yeah. And they know what it is.
2: This yeah. Is it. Well, you wow. know, we're getting it ready. The first show is planned to be in August in Buellton, California.
3: Oh, we're nice.
2: We're gonna try and get it there. We're entered. We're we're set to go. And uh, now the goal is I've got to get all the paint stripped off that's left, and we got to do some refurbishing to the interior. Luckily, it was relatively well kept inside but that's the goal and then we're going to tow it behind a a 56 chevrolet
3: wagon awesome very nice so was that salmon and white or blue and white it was red white and blue red white and blue the roof was
2: blue the sides were red and white and Uh I've, i've put a couple of messages out there on one of the boards and no one has gotten back and i've only seen one other pleasure craft it was pink and white yeah yeah yeah. So uh, that's, we're not going to, we may not do the same paint scheme that it mm. came with, but I, 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 am kind of leaning towards that, but we may just do it so that it looks like the side of a 56 Chevy as well.
3: Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's a great trailer to start out with. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah.
1: I always hey. laugh when we go to car shows and people like aren't touching the cars. You know, they don't even think about getting into them. You go to a trailer show and you have to put a sign on a refrigerator if you don't want people in it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just—they get so excited about getting into everything. They want to see everything that you have. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I like it when, uh, Justin, you were talking about the car there and everybody likes to smell it because the first thing I thought of was old car mold and mildew. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the first <laughs> thing you probably before you fix it, of course. And it smells like really cool stuff. Right. Let's go back to we always like to start things at the beginning and we always wonder the backgrounds of some of our guests, as far as vehicles and, in this case, trailers. Uh, Justin, are you out of a Ford family or a Chevy family, or
3: or bilingual Chevy family? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, my brother uh, was the only other car guy in our family. My 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 dad didn't really, you know, we had seven kids, and and so it was he he was too busy for hobbies by any means, you know, worked a lot. Uh, and um, and so my brother and I actually uh, really got into cars and it, all of his stuff originally was uh, early Camaros. So that's what kind of got me started was, you know, I was the guy to place the blocks underneath the, or in front of the front tire so that he could, you know, light them up in the back. So I got to stand back and watch the smoke happen. Very good. Very good. You know, you're
0: in Bend, Oregon. Were you from Bend originally or? Uh, Well, either one.
1: uh, Originally, I'm from Florida and then I grew up in the valley in Oregon. So Lamba Valley. Mm -hmm. I moved to Bend um, when I was a teenager and Justin and I had already met. So at some point I convinced him to come see me and He's been in Bend ever since.
0: (laughs) Uh huh. (laughs) Okay. Last time I was in Bend, Oregon, and I have a picture of it somewhere, there was a restaurant or something near the airport, and it had the front clips of Chevrolets from like 1958 to 1960. I want to say five or six around that. You know what I'm talking about, right?
3: I mean, it's like completely ringing a bell, and I'm trying to, I'm I'm hoping that your story keeps. Oh, you know, OK, I'll, okay. The, Keep yeah, because I, um, it's, so it's very familiar, but so many things have changed here. It's, I was going to say it, it's
0: probably not there anymore. I remember talking to somebody since and they said it's, it's now gone, but they remembered it. But and I thought it was a restaurant, but they had like, again, front clips of a 58 and a 59 on the side and then the front of the restaurant it had 60 61 62 and i was just fascinated by staring at that Uh going oh my gosh look at that and but it's not there anymore so we'll just move on
2: uh we sold the the front front clips for more than they made selling foods i bet you that's what happened too because those front clips look pretty good it was like
0: they took it right off the car. So. Anna, tell me a little bit about your vehicle background. Were you a Ford or a Chevy family growing up?
1: You know, we were kind of whatever we could afford (laughs) (laughs) family. (laughs) My mom was big on station wagons because she had three kids. And so um, I grew up with a station wagon. And our biggest pastime activity was going camping. (laughs) and not the kind of camping that we do now. Um, She had an old canvas military tent, and she would take us out in the woods, and we would stay there for weeks at a time. So, of course, when I married Justin, he comes from a, a family with a history of vintage trailering, and so, you know, he suggested that we get a trailer, and I was like, That's not camping. (laughs) I did not know
2: what he was talking about. That's not roughing it enough.
0: Yeah, there's a difference between having to lay out there among everything and in a trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
3: mm -hmm. Was the the gremlin the AMC family? I think the gremlin was in the AMC. I believe it was, yes, AMC. That's the family Anna comes from. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, was that your first car? Was a Gremlin? <laughs>
1: no, but we did have a Dodge Colt for a uh, while.
2: I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm so here. sorry. A, a Mitsubishi rebrand. A yes. Mitsubishi <laughs> yeah. rebrand.
0: Yeah. All right. That, uh, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, so, first car, Justin, you said it was a 62 Buick? 62
3: Buick Special. Yeah. Yeah. White 62 Buick Special. And, uh, Blue interior, all original interior. Uh, that had the uh, I believe it had the aluminum block on it on the that V8? model, yeah. The V8, the 215 inch, yeah. Great motor, and until you overheat it by being yeah. stupid, <laughs> but yeah, well, i no, sure there's a, a, a story there. I think I actually tried to take Anna out in a couple dates in, in that car until like, she got sick of pushing, you know, <laughs> lights. And so,
1: the funny thing was he was always borrowing my car to get to work (laughs) but when we went out to dinner it would be in this Buick special and uh we would never actually make it to dinner
2: Well, he's packing lunch because you're not going to get right. to the restaurant. Yeah. Exactly. Well, no. You,
0: this is what Didn't you I see. Tell you this was a
3: picnic? <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: Justin. Yeah. Justin's that romantic kind of guy. He just yeah. thinks it's an instant <laughs> picnic. You wanted to rough it. Here you go. <laughs> Very good. All right. So there's there's the story of your first trailer. How did that work out, Anna?
1: <laughs> well, um, Justin suggested that we go. We first been married, and we had. um, a small dog so we weren't hitting a lot of hotels and he's like I've got this great idea as a solution and he's like I think we should go look at an old trailer and I was like are you serious right now and we we're talking you know mildew and paneling are <laughs> we talking about the same thing anyways we went and looked at it and it was love at first sight like Justin and I have always been into um you know collecting different vintage items we always had old cars um we, you know, mid-century homes, the whole thing. And so we went and looked at this trailer, I was not convinced. And when I saw it, I was just like blown away by the design, like the detail and uh, everything that just went into things as, you know, simple as the, the handles and the knobs, you know. It's kind of like when you you raise the hood on a car and if it's, if it's you know, an old car, even the most, um, Simple things that, you know, nobody thinks that they look good. And so for me, I just appreciate good design no matter where it is. And I saw a lot of that and I was kind of hooked. We camped that thing to death for years and years and enjoyed so many fond memories. And yeah, it was a great experience.
2: What brand was it?
1: It was a 1958 Shasta Air Flight. Oh, okay.
2: She
0: yes, knows. It was
1: a little she canned knows. ham.
0: She, she remembers <laughs> See these that, that's the impressive. That's a no that's impressive. I mean you know and you called it a canned ham
1: yeah. Yes yes. And you called it a
0: canned ham is that uh, just because of the shape of it?
3: Yes
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, the you way know that it's built. it's not an aircraft constructed trailer. It's actually wood frames um, and they're built from the inside out as opposed to from the outside in.
0: It's fascinating, really, when you start thinking about some of the trailers that were out there back then and and some of the designs out there. Uh, On your website, there are several examples of what I would call clever names, like, for example, a 1946 Spartan Mobile Tap House. Mm -hmm. You have that on your website. Uh, And it does not have, I'd imagine, a single beer tap in the whole thing. Is that correct? (laughs) I'm just... Not currently, no. (laughs) See, I'm thinking ahead here. I'm thinking, Uh you know, you're looking for somebody to buy that. Then you sit there and you throw a beer stein in it or something, and a beer keg, tap it around. You'll have uh, fraternities, all sorts of people that probably shouldn't be having one, off throwing money at you for
3: that. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's funny with these trailers. They have um, the resurgence of interest in in these old trailers that have been sitting beside people's houses for so long, you know, over the years, um, they're starting to realize they can, they're such usable spaces, you know? Um, And so, and to go buy a utility trailer and convert it or something, they've got eye appeal. And so, you know, if you're starting up a new business or, um, you know, some sort of vending, any kind of anything like that, I mean, you're gonna draw attention to yourself right off the bat. And then, bring people into your you know your idea whatever it is so um it's kind of a really neat thing that's happened and a lot of them are are getting saved from the scrapper that way from people using them for mobile businesses and and vending situations and stuff
1: i will say that uh vintage travel trailers are a huge piece of like americana history Mm -hmm. that has kind of been parked in the back you know, field and ignored for the last 30, 40 years. And now people are starting to notice them. And um, that's something that has been really rewarding for us is to see people start to save them. Because when we first started going out looking for different trailers, um, we would talk to somebody about a Spartan and they would be like, oh man, you know, there were 10 here and they we just, you know, they just got recycled not that long ago. Wish we would have talked to you sooner. So that was kind of heart, you know, heart-wrenching and now people aren't doing that so hmm. if you got a trailer in the back let us know <laughs> now,
2: when you got involved with this how much background had you had other than your shasta
3: uh, well my family has always had uh trailers so growing up um you know with my dad and his dad um you know, they've, they've always had trailers They're from the back East. They used to take two months at a time off and, and mm. do fishing trips and trailers, him and his uh, parents, you know, when he was home on leave, um, and different things. And, and then when my mom and him, um, got together, then they always had trailers as well. And so we actually started out, um, you know, on a, a cross country trip. from Oregon to New York in a in a little trailer with seven people in it and and this thing was you know 13 feet long we had people stacked up on the floor down the middle of the aisle (laughs) you know kids laying laying next to each other and um, so I had quite a bit of history with it and then following the airlines which my dad was an aircraft mechanic his entire life um, we'd go back and forth from Seattle to Long Beach you know for all the big um, McDonnell Douglas and Boeing and everything and we'd always have that trailer toting behind us. I mean, it was just kind of a, it was a staple to have the trailer there and we could pull over and stop whenever we want. And it was easy to feed a bunch of kids out of it. And um, so that's just kind of how I lived, you know, and, and then 12, 13 years old, then you start getting your, your, your responsibilities. Hey, it's your responsibility to make sure the jacks are packed. And when we get there, you set it up and, you know, mom and dad are sick of rolling around on the Wet ground and putting things up, and so you know, then then it becomes part of you. That's what you're used to to doing, and so uh, knowing how many manufacturers and how many different styles and kinds and everything out there. I mean, that that came a little bit later, but um, it it is definitely in our blood. How do you know which
0: trailers to redo? Do, is it a matter of just people coming to you and saying, "Hey, I want to." do this trailer or do you do it first and then try and sell it how does that work uh, it's a sickness
3: really um, <laughs> and <laughs> probably should have taken some sort of pill or something for it years ago um, you know it's funny because we have our own passion and our own interests as far as that goes and um, other people have different uh, build ideas and things that their family needs, their own wish lists and everything. So, you know, we do have a lot of clientele that come to us, um, with a unit in mind, um, that fits their needs, fits their size, fits all their, their wish lists that they need for their family. Um, but, but the, the root of it for Anna and I is, you know, just having this, the, the simple passion of seeing something, um, that has style, um, good lines and everything. And and it's almost funner to see a dilapidated version of that and then to be able to recreate it and bring it back to life. Um, and I would definitely say that our passion is probably um, late 20s, early 30s styling, very um, uh, art deco uh, styling. And, um, you know, we love all the, uh, the aluminum trolley car, train car type trailers and stuff like that. Um, but they're a little bit bigger and and a little bit more common. And so we like the rarities, kind of the, the odd ones.
1: Whatever gets you excited, something new or fresh. But um, to be honest, my biggest thing, if if I'm designing something for myself, I just have to make sure I can get a shower in it. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Okay. So we
1: could get the coolest old trailer. And if we're not getting a shower in it, I'm like, that's going up for
2: sale. (laughs) So so no little canned ham. So it's got to be bigger.
1: It's amazing what you can put a shower in.
2: Well,
0: it brings up an interesting point, shower wise. When did showers start appearing in mobile home RVs?
3: Well, around the 40s, mid 40s to late 40s is when they kind of started becoming more standard. Um, You know, you you had some companies in the 30s, mid to late 30s that were doing um, some pretty neat things with hidden bathtubs underneath booth seats and things like that
1: 1936 <clears throat> master belt uh, mm-hmm. they had the front dinette if you lifted up the seat there was an aluminum tub in there so i'm not the first person to come up with this idea yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. But, but standardly we'd probably be in the 40s with uh, airstream and spartan um and uh a couple of the Westcrafts. actually westwoods you know mm-hmm. they had a uh, small bathrooms in them even if it was just a a, an add-on toilet or something like that an add-on water closet type thing but um you know it was uh most of most of the time they were stationary you know everything was war effort at that time and so it was uh row housing you know we we term we term it trailer row housing instead of row housing but um you know they used to have camps all over the U.S. um that had 2 to 3000 trailers lined up from the same manufacturer and when you came home from the war you'd 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 get the title and your family could be there as long as they needed to be and you know it was kind of a welcome home type of thing and so they didn't plan on carting them around and they had bath and shower facilities and stuff and if we have more time later I'll tell you a fun funny story about Jay Paul Getty and uh, the Spartan Manor but we can go into that later it's fun <laughs>
2: Well, it's good now. The canned ham, though, that's something possibly more. Bobby, you 50s? hungry?
0: You keep talking about canned, canned ham. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, what,
2: what is that all about? It, it, well, it's it's what we call the proper to me trailers to have fun with. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, mine's man. a canned ham too, and that's what we looked for when uh, the one that we got popped up. But that's more of a fifties thing when uh, after the yeah. war, people with families and they decided they are traveling. They did a lot of
1: park models leading up to that. They weren't quite mobile home park models, but like Justin was saying, Spartan would at their airports, uh, they would, you know, line up a bunch of Spartan manors around a a bathroom facility and people would go and and live in them, especially coming home from the war. There was a real need for housing at the time. And then in the 50s um it just became something that people did for pleasure more mm-hmm. um so they went the route of the canned hands where families were jumping in the car and taking off we, they had cars that could pull trailers um granted they weren't going 75 miles per hour down the mm-hmm. i-5 but
0: <laughs> nobody <laughs> um, did that back then yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: uh but yeah they were you know taking them on trips and stuff and so um it it changed and then a lot of the trailers the bigger trailers went into full-time you know like mobile homes when you got towards the you know 1959 then it it kind of it changed again
0: there was one and again i go back to your website um something called a 61 holiday house geographic model and i mean Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think of a style art deco doesn't quite strike it but it's it's so early 60s Disneyland Disneyland kind of wow design and of course that is one that looks like it's going forward when it's really going backward and I (laughs) (laughs) but it's but it's a gorgeous design and it just tells you how
3: artistic some of these trailers really are yeah it's it really is amazing and Anna kind of touched on that point a little earlier about, you know, when you open up the hood on a car, you know, an old classic car and, you know, you look at the air cleaner and the, you know, the carb and everything, just anything from that area, you know, you're talking about your side mirrors and how they swoop and come up or, or the door handles, anything like that. It wasn't, it wasn't utilitarian. It was, it was, wow, we're going to show what we can create here, let's let's really show everybody what we can create and have a good time doing it and enjoy it. And then when that thing, whatever it was, came out, it was like New Year's Day. It was a just, it was a party, you know, we're presenting this to the public. And the same thing with trailers, you know, it wasn't any different. Um, all the manufacturers back then, which in the 40s, there was, you know, upwards of 35, 3600 manufacturers in the U.S. in the late 40s, They were all competing, you know, they were all trying to come out with not only something that that was usable, but had style and was eye catching and, you know, ahead of their time. And that Holiday House Geographic was was not only designed by an engineer, a NASA, you know, engineer, but he was also an artist. And we've had just I can't even tell you the pleasure just in the times that we've spent sitting with him and his family it's just been Mm -hmm. I mean it's it's been an experience I will never forget in my life to be able to to spend time with him and and see his eyes light up when you talk about this you know 50 years later that something that he created it's like he just drew it yesterday but to him it was just a concept and to see it like in front of him or for him to sit in it um you know, it, it's, I can imagine all of the designer, car designers, trailer designers, wherever they are, when they're making something out of clay, you know, like like that concept starts or on a drawing pad, and then to actually see it, you know, tangible in front of you, it's got to be an incredible feeling.
2: So you've gotten to meet and greet with some of the icons of the That's trailer industry.
1: That right. was uh, Chuck pelly He went on to found the BMW group, and he is um, one of the, on the board at the Pasadena art school there that does design. And um, so we got to be a part of that show one time, we brought the trailer and of course we were there with like, you know, Jay Leno and all these like really amazing vehicles. And then you pull in a 1961 Holiday House Geographic and you are gonna get a lot of attention because (laughs) people just haven't seen anything like that. In fact, when we were taking it down there, and this happened every time we took that trailer anywhere, you know, we'd, we'd cross over the border from Oregon to California, and they'd be like, well, we need to check out your boat. And I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a trailer, but okay, you know? And they're like, okay, have you been, where have you been, have you been visiting any lakes? And I'm like, well, again, it, it's a trailer, but okay. <laughs> and they go around it and they come back and they'd be like, it's a trailer, <laughs> like, I know. <laughs>
0: where did you find that trailer originally and how long did it take to get into the shape it is today oh.
3: that trailer was um, found uh years ago actually um, and i would love to take credit for it um you know i i do search around for a lot of trailers and i i get whiplash quite a bit all over the place driving but this one in particular was found by a very uh, good friend of mine up in uh, the Washington state area. And uh, the it's a funny story because he wasn't even looking at the trailer. He was looking at something behind the trailer and um, took some photos of he it. He
1: leaned over a wall and taken some photos of the Spartans.
3: <laughs> yeah, and uh, love Spartans. And so he um, he got online, of course, on social media stuff. And posted these pictures of this Spartan and said, if anybody's looking for a Spartan, I think I know where one may be available, you know, and uh, within 10 minutes, he got flooded by 100, you know, different people commenting, take that photo down, where's this located, you know, don't, don't talk to anybody but me type of thing, you know. And uh, so I knew right off the bat, I was like, well, I don't have a chance at this.
1: The holiday house, the, the back corner of it peeking out in this photo. Yeah. It's just like wow. just the tiniest bit of it. But yeah, anybody that was a... true trailer affectionados, they recognized it immediately and were like, because we've been searching. We yeah. knew one was in existence. It went off to a private collection in France years ago. Mm-hmm. So everybody's kind of been looking. There were seven made originally. So
3: yeah. And this one um, didn't look anything like what it should because it was a. Uh, It was, when they created the seven of them with the molds and stuff, uh, they think two of them were completed entirely, but most of them were like uh, salesman type mock-ups. So they'd have them on a lot and people could walk through them and pick different cabinetry finishes and stuff. And this one in particular didn't even have the water heater area cut out of the mold. And the interior was very, uh, you know, as far as fiberglass goes in 61, you're talking, you know early Corvette era Mm. fiberglass, Uh, you know, so people were still experimenting a lot with the fiberglass process, the molding process, and um, all that kind of stuff, and um, so it was very early, very, very early, and uh, years passed anyhow. um, Nobody was able to make a deal with the guy. The gentleman that owned it was a huge car guy. Uh, His collection is just immense, and he races drag cars, and he didn't need to sell it. Didn't mind sitting on it. Didn't he really, it
1: for he
3: had, it was full of car, it. full of car parts. Didn't <laughs> care about it. And, um, he really wanted to trade something. He's just kind of like the guy that wants everything quirky. What, what do you got? What's the, what's the uh, cool thing that, that you could get that I don't really care about the boat trailer thing over there, <laughs> you know? And, uh, so finally we, um, you know, years passed and I, I finally inquired around and asked, is anybody going to move on this thing? I mean, has anybody got something that they're going to trade him? And uh, I think it was about three, three years after the pictures surfaced that I finally got his phone number and contacted him. And he had met me, believe it or not, at a, at a show uh, that we had done somewhat close to the area with another unit. And he said, you know, I've been waiting for you to call. and um and so it it just was timing that's really what it was was timing and you know what's great about it is i probably couldn't have done it justice before that and it was good it happened when it did and um we were just the vessel to get it back out in the public eye and we were just so privileged to be able to work on it so what did you trade for it
1: A, a big fat check
0: oh well that's unique
1: <laughs> yeah right?
0: you know what's hilarious
3: about that what's so funny about that is so when we talked he says to me I said so I know you're looking for something incredible you know I mean I I, I I've got I've got a, a 47 Buick convertible that I've redone and it's gorgeous and I've, I've got a Lincoln Continental and da 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 you know and and, he, and he's shaking, you know, scratching his chin. And, and he says, well, you know, why don't you just offer me some money for it? And I, said, and I said, well, everybody said that you don't want cash for it. And he goes, nobody's ever offered me cash for it. <laughs> so, it was some silly backstory that for years, everybody was scared to talk to the gentleman about. And we were able to just purchase it. And it was a really easy deal. <laughs> Never assume. Never yeah, exactly. Assumed. That's right. The old journalistic
0: adage seems to work in uh wheeler dealer trading and stuff for RVs yeah. and results. Just never assume that what is said yeah. is true. That's so funny. if
3: anybody's wondering, that's where my firstborn is at, up in the Washington area. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that. That is pretty funny. Well, we're of course talking to Justin and Anna Scribner. They have Uh, some great TV shows and we're going to find out how they got to that point as well. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what cars he has to drag all those trailers around and much more on the talking about cars podcast on radio.com. And of course the two tired guys YouTube channel. And we'll be back right after this back. We are Justin and Anna Scribner of flight camp out in Oregon. They do a lot of really cool RVs and Hot Rod Bob, who's just a really cool individual. Here, I'll give you the $50 <laughs> later. <Okay. laughs> and of course, I'm Randy Cardoon Thanks for joining us on the Talking About Cars and for this edition RVs podcast. Uh, now, you guys started doing the builds. You opened up your shop and I assume you went to YouTube, and that's how everybody found you, and thus that's how you got on TV.
3: Uh, actually, no, not so
0: much. Okay, um, again, know, never assume. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I wasn't sure whether I should agree with you there or not. No. <laughs> no, no.
0: So, so what what happened? How did you guys go to suddenly become on TV and and have all these shows?
3: So we, um, you know, we we started this this crazy hobby business uh during the reception uh, during the recession so we're talking you know it's quite a few years ago and um you know even before you know the the mainstream youtube social media stuff was really really popping like it is now yeah yeah i can't i can't remember actually but um you know like everybody else things turn you know we hit the downturn and things had to go and we, you know, we had to sell some stuff and, um, I was doing a completely different line of business. And after 12 years of marriage at that point, which was in 08, we decided to have a kid during the worst time that we could have ever thought of having a kid. And, um, it was the best thing that's ever happened to us, of course, but, um, you know, we had to reinvent ourselves basically and and pay some bills. And so, uh, you know, from being a contractor, it was easy to travel around, uh, doing little jobs here and there and we'd see stuff sitting in people's yards and back then people were giving them away you know I mean literally here get rid of it get it out of here and um, so I'd drag it home and we never intended on ever selling anything that we got whenever we got a car it was always going to be our family car whether whatever year it was whenever we got a trailer it was always going to be that's how we recreate you know that's how we uh, cheaply enjoy our time you know and um, and then it would have to go we'd have bills to pay and, and it would have to go and so I was working in the driveway literally in the driveway over and over unit after unit we'd have to sell it after we got done with it and, um, home.
1: and yeah we We'd be working on it in our free time, or during the recession, we had a lot more free time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so you'd be working on it, and and then it would have to get put up for sale, and then he'd drag another one. And every trailer he dragged home was a. In worse condition than the one he drug home yeah. <laughs> before. So <laughs> I'll tell you, you can come to our shop even today and go out into the boneyard, and you will see there is not one trailer that we are afraid of at
3: this point. No. And to this day, Anna still says to me, Are we ever going to get to keep one? And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's kind and he of Because
1: we're not running a museum here. We're not running a <laughs> so
3: museum.
1: We happen to get into a hobby of collecting the largest things, I guess, outside of like yachts or something that you can collect, you know? So. Yeah,
3: we should have started like with bikes or Russian <laughs> nesting dolls or something, but instead of <laughs> 40 it foot trailers. Ended up being 40 for trailers. Uh, but yeah, we. We'd sell them, and you know, eBay was real hot back then. So we'd do eBay actions and throw it up on Craigslist. And I just remember uh, we got a silly phone call from a guy. You know, a lot of these people that, a lot of the people that do these build shows, um, I didn't know this till years later, but they 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 really pursue it. They send a lot of stuff to the uh, production companies, and you know, they put a lot of their time and money and everything into promoting that to to do that and. We're, we're very, we feel very uh, fortunate. We never did that. We were just trying to survive, honestly. And, um, and we got called by a gentleman, his name's Greg Glass, uh, a dear friend of ours still to this day uh, that worked for uh, Brentwood Communications and uh yeah bud and uh, he bud said Rudgeman, we've been, yeah yeah he said we've been following you know your stuff we your do this on
1: ebay we've been following your options yeah he
3: said we've been following all your options and and every time you put something up somebody buys it before you know it even reaches halfway through the end or or any of that and the styling is great and you know we do this extreme rv show and wanted to just bring in a different element to like your normal kind of that, you know, fiberglass and, and made material type of, uh, of build that they, that they feature.
1: And to be honest, at this point, we were just catching on that people were into old trailers. Um, we, you know, we were always the only ones in the RV park that had an old trailer or the state park or whatever, you know, and, and it would draw a lot of attention, but, um, It wasn't until we started selling these trailers that people actually, one time Justin was out in front of our house polishing an Airstream, and someone stopped by and was like, hey, uh, you know, you should go to a trailer rally. And we're like, they have trailer rallies? I mean, we had gone to car (laughs) shows. We actually one time built a car, and accidentally we were in McMinnville, Oregon, staying with his sister, Sherwood. And they were like, oh, there's a car show downstairs starting up this morning. And we're like, oh, okay, our car's parked on the road. We ended up winning award for the best, yeah. the best, I forget, you know, something. It was an old um, 64 Lincoln Continental. And we actually like won the show for, you know, first time show participant. And so it was like kind of just accidental. And this was the same thing. It was just, we just really didn't know that we had hit something that was gonna, you know, all of a sudden boom and popularity. And so, yeah, so continue. <laughs> Sorry. No, no,
3: and, and she remembers so many things that I don't. That's And that's why we make such a, you know, it's, it's we've been as a as a married couple and, you know, husband and wife, we've worked together, you know, now for, well, we've been married 24 years, but we've worked together for, you know, upwards of, you know, 12, 13, 14 years of that and side by side. And it's a great, you know, yin and yang. Great. It's a great uh, work relationship that we have. And um, and, and it's organic is, is, is the other thing too. That's where I was headed with that, is that this, it all has happened organically. We haven't really pushed for anything, it comes from a passion that her and I both have of preservation, um, something of, of like she said, Americana um, in these trailers that 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 wasn't really remembered for a long time. Americana's you know, your Roots is 66 sign and, and, you know, car shows and Coca-Cola and there's a lot of things that go with that but until a, a, a few years ago, you know, people didn't realize that this was a huge part of people's lives. I mean, they, their families grew up in, in a 20 foot trailer, a whole family, because you know, the, the, the economy was so bad or that, you know, somebody was coming back from the war. I mean, there was so many different circumstances that threw America into travel trailering and to be able to bring that to people through the show and, uh, and share, you know, a history of each unit and kind of, you know, it was it was a real cool thing to be asked to be, um, you know, ambassadors to do that.
1: And I will say, like the cool thing about trailers as opposed to other things, like of course we love old cars and old houses and stuff, but it, especially when we got started, there's a lot of time capsules where people literally parked the trailer, locked the door, and left, and no one stepped foot into it for thirty years yeah. or forty years or fifty years. So we'd walk in, the newspaper would still be on the table, the clothes are still hanging in the closets, the toothbrush and the toothpaste and the dishes and the everything. It was like you literally stepped back into another era. And there's something about that that's just so neat. Like we learned so much. So not only do we collect trailers, but now we've got a, you know, 1800 foot showroom full of old junk. (laughs) (laughs) Old mildewy toothbrushes.
0: We're back to mildew and toothbrushes okay there we go hey, that why word, that's, i've never had that word come up so many times during one of our shows <laughs> that's right
1: yeah and then when they did the extreme reviews the interesting thing was when we watched it we had never seen that show it was a, a a series you know and and so i remember we were sitting there watching it and you know simon cowell's double decker mansion with you know a whole bunch of tvs and all these amazing you know they've got RVs where the doors open automatically as you're walking through the trailer and then they show us with our 1948 Westwood Coronado and we're like or Justin, oh it was a 47, sorry, I know you're going to correct me 47 (laughs) Westwood Coronado and Justin's on screen going and this one has a porch light (laughs) (laughs) and it was the most popular vehicle on the show, it got the most ratings so people still love It's
0: it's the difference, really, between driving, you know, a 58 Edsel and driving a Ferrari. I mean, people admire a Ferrari, but if they had their druthers, they'd take that 58 Edsel every
3: time. Well, almost every time. A lot of of these vintage trailer parks have popped up across the U.S. too, that we've had a, a... a lot of hand in in helping out with um all over the place and you know the more we talk to people the the more of them we hear are popping up i mean they just keep coming you know even during the pandemic stuff people are still finding ways to airbnb things and and stuff because you're stepping into an experience it's like uh anna and i always kind of attribute it to um like when when she finds that time capsule or something it's it's what people are searching for when they go to Disneyland when you walk into mm-hmm. when you walk into you know Indiana Jones it's like you're in Indiana Jones when you walk into that 30s trailer it's like you're in you know 1933 or 1934 lakeside cabin, lakeside cabin. It's and
1: the only way you can actually re, like really genuinely recreate the entire experience you can go out by a river by yourself get the record player out and actually step back in time Like, that movie, Summer in Time. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: We know about your first cars. How many old cars do you guys have? What do you got in your garage, car-wise?
1: Well, I had, going into the pandemic, I had a 1963 uh, Bel Air station wagon.
2: Okay.
1: And... For me, that is like the greatest car for kids. So I was very popular in the neighborhood. All the kids Mm -hmm. want to get in it, and I really think every child in the U.S. should experience what it's like to sit in that third row and stare at the people behind you, (laughs) or
2: or, or make funny faces at them.
1: Yeah, they're all like, "This is so awkward," but then you know they love it. You got
3: two options back there: to make fun of the guy in back you, or to throw up. One (laughs) or the other.
1: (laughs) I used to pretend like I was in a carpool because that's what I thought a carpool was. i pretend like there was a pool in the back of the station wagon. Okay. That was good. Oh, don't No, you know, what's funny um, is that uh, now I, I have got an affinity for, for vans, like camping vans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, Justin, you're the one with all the vintage cars. Yeah. So Soon to be mine. <laughs> one by one. And,
0: and then soon to be neither because you'll be getting rid of them according to right. your plan right. right okay I pay attention <laughs> I do pay
3: attention go ahead yeah so coming from a GM Chevy family I always do kind of lean that direction um, and uh, you know the styling of the 40s cars to me is is uh, pretty awesome that when a lot of Chrome came in you know everything on early 40s. Um, we got a 46 uh, Chevy pickup, half ton pickup
1: mm-hmm. that we
3: used to uh, tow a, a master build around a 36 master build. Um, the let's see the 47 Buick convertible, blue Buick convertible um, which is an, an incredible car and all original, everything original kept the drivetrain, everything original, the straight eight in it um, and uh, had to have the top and everything rebuilt. Everything on that is, is uh, air driven. So it's even the top, you know, you gotta, everything's gotta be working perfect. Otherwise you can be stranded with that thing halfway up <laughs> and <down. laughs> talked about the 64 Lincoln. That one actually went, um, which was an incredible car. That was the one that we used to just let all of our friends take, they could come and grab it and pile all their friends on a Friday night when it was okay to do so. And uh, we'd have 12 people in that car at one time, you know? So uh, the one I'm just finishing up right now that's in the collection is a 51 um, Suburban. Oh, okay. uh, Three three row Suburban. We put a 400 small block in it. And uh, Anna did all the upholstery. And I mean, it's it's done to the nines.
2: Now we're talking my language here. So to be clear,
3: so to be clear, it's a Chevy Suburban or a Plymouth Suburban? It's okay. a Chevy Suburban. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Chevy Suburban, barn doors on the back. And I did that for a reason. You know, I know that the clamshells are, I'm going to, I'm sure you'll get comments on this, you know, because I, I always do my research when I get obsessed with, a, with something, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it for months before I actually execute. But but that clamshell, the thing the thing that I try and point out to everybody, if you ever in the trailer world, if you're making it a tow vehicle, the clamshell gets in the way of the tongue of the trailer. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have a hidden hitch, of course, try and make it as sleek as possible. But still, I kind of mocked everything up with a, another friend of mine's down in California, and he had issues with that. And so I went for the barn door one because now I can open everything up and still have my trailer hooked up.
2: Well, it only gets in your way one time. You drop it fast enough and it clearances. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You hope.
1: (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what vehicle that you have had that you no longer have that you would like to get back? Or even a trailer? Oh, man. Oh, man so many (laughs) pick one pick one
1: okay one each
0: one each each.
1: yeah (laughs) um i would say the trailer that i'd like to have back of all the trailers probably be my 55 spartan manor it's now a rental unit at waypoint ventura in fact a lot of our trailers have gone down there it had the tall ceilings that actually the 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 trailer actually curves out in Mm -hmm. the you know in the front and so it has that giant area that spartan liked to call the observation lounge and it was just very very comfortable um and i loved it because we actually outfitted it to be completely off-grid for you know limitless amounts of time and the 36 master belt was another one it was so impractical the window you know it's a masonite trailer so a lot of the trailers that we do do that are the older ones the 30s trailers they're they really are designed more to sit in a museum <laughs> someplace watertight we have a 1920s home built in our our showroom right now that's kind of like that we're waiting for the right collector to want it because it's just such a you know one-off piece of history and you don't want anything to happen to it and trailers get a lot of use so um but i would like to have that one i'd have to build a house like around it <laughs> 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 to keep it really
0: yeah everybody has a list yeah 10 cars that you want someday. In your case, top ten classic cars. I'm not gonna ask you for 10, but uh what what is maybe the top three cars on your I want that someday list?
3: Oh man. Uh I would like a 61 continental convertible for sure. Um I would love um a 59 Cadillac, 58 or 59 actually i would love a, a 58 ranchero or uh would it be an el camino or a ranchero in 58 well ranchero ranchero, was yeah 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 el camino, el camino 59.
2: 59 right
3: yeah okay and did okay yeah i think it was 58 ranchero then yeah um and i would love a a woody station wagon but like um you know, and I don't know enough about them. I, I know that I would like the, I think it's the, the, the Oldsmobile version of the, is it the Oldsmobile version of the station wagon? Not the Ford. Whatever. There's a bigger. There's a bigger one. That's a a, a larger model of that station wagon that it, I've seen at several shows. That is, um, you know, had had been done in mahogany, and mm-hmm. it was just, it was jaw-dropping oh you're thinking of a
2: specific one yeah there's even a woody version of your suburban
3: yes Mm -hmm. there is yeah Yeah.
2: there was a conversion company that was doing that a lot uh in the day and uh we we've got one here in oxnard at the museum uh on display and it's 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 impressive yeah it is
0: hey (laughs) thanks for joining us you guys you've been great don't forget to to listen and like and share and most important subscribe to our audio podcasts and the video podcast on our two tired guys productions youtube channel when you subscribe you get notified that there's a new episode going up see you help us we help you follow us on social media facebook twitter and instagram and where can we find your shows
3: now uh, they run uh, reruns on on GAC Network and Travel Channel. And you can also go to our Flight Camp YouTube channel as well. And we have two different channels, Flight Camp YouTube and Flight Camp After Dark with some fun blooper stuff as well. Awesome.
2: Okay. Looking forward to that. Love My wife will be watching those tonight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be checking it all out. Yes. <laughs> Until next week. And next time, I'm Randy, that's Bob, that's Justin, that's Anna having fun talking about cars and RVs. Until next time, see you later, everybody.